When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. It is not easy to comfort somebody going through a bereavement from suicide. It's very difficult to know what to say. And, you know, in this country, when it comes to mental health issues and suicide, you know, it's still stigmatised, unfortunately. Louth County Council is presenting a seminar. Let's talk about bereavement from suicide. It's a practical guide that's happening next week, October 12th in in the Crown Plaza Hotel. And the seminar hopes to address the language of suicide and also to handle the topic with care and attention that it needs. Uh, Marie Johnston, who sadly lost her son Brian to suicide, will be speaking on the day. She's going to give a personal account of her loss and she's going to give, you know, advice and information about her own experience. Joining me now to tell us more about this is Eddie Ward. He's manager of Suicide Prevention HSE in Longford, Westmeath, Midlands, Leith and Meath and also Marion King, Suicide Prevention Liaison Officer from Pieta House. You're both very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you doing? You're doing very well. Thanks, Sinead. Good stuff. Now, Eddie, we're going to chat to yourself first of all. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the work that you do uh, day to day? Yeah, certainly, Sinead. I suppose that our work really connects people who, you know, who may have lost someone due to a bereavement, through suicide, or, you know, maybe more generally, maybe sort of the broader community approach to providing, I suppose, suicide prevention support. So, like, that, that really covers a whole gamut of things from, you know, sort of literally receiving a call from, from a family maybe who may have had a suicide bereavement to maybe dealing with, with, with families who may have, you know, maybe had suicide in their family at some point or I suppose on the broader community piece then maybe to working with schools, with GAA clubs, with other community and voluntary organisations who want to, I suppose, do something to maybe to address um, suicide prevention within within their own setting. So I think really it covers a very broad mm. range of, of areas, Sinead, but I suppose the key point really is it's around providing support and resources to people who, you know, who, who may have been affected by suicide or indeed maybe who wish to prevent suicide from, I suppose, entering their, their lives. So you're, 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 you know, dealing with people day to day that are going through an awful lot of difficulty, Eddie. It, it must be a, a very challenging job. And, you know, as I mentioned there in the in the outset, whilst things are changing in this country, you know, we can't deny that speaking about mental health and suicide in the country, it's still shrouded in a lot of stigma. Would you come across this a lot in your work? Oh, 100%, Sinead. And I think that that's a really big part of our work and certainly, you know, the work of our partners. So um, that, that's why we really, I suppose, take every opportunity to work in partnership with, with other agencies and support groups um, across the country and, you know, the, the counties, I should say. Like, you know, it's, it makes such a difference when people talk about these things, mm-hmm. when they share, when they connect, when they, I suppose, I hope for me, people sometimes do say that to me, you know, it's it's a very challenging job. It's a job that, you know, it, 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 there doesn't seem to be much hope attached. But actually, one thing I will say that it comes through in, in all of our work actually is that sense of hope. Because even, for example, in the darkest time, you know, when, when a community maybe has lost a very valued member to, to suicide, I've always found that even within within the darkest days of that, 
people will, will, will always come to you, maybe, maybe it could be a month down the line, it could be six months down the line, and say, so what can we do now to help or to make a difference? And we, I, we provide a lot of suicide prevention training to you know, individuals, to, to communities, to schools, to other organisations. And, and that's one thing that strikes me very much, that people want to, want to make a difference. People want to connect with other people and help. And, and, and that way of helping, people can help in so many different ways. But sometimes that stigma can be where people will say to you, you know, I just don't know how to comfort my neighbour yes. who's lost a family member to suicide. And it's usually through maybe a sense of fear or a sense that I just don't know what to do. And We're afraid I, of saying the wrong thing, isn't this it? And as you hit the nail on the head there, it there is a fear. Suicide is very much something that's whispered about still, you know. And, and I think you've brought up a good point there. It's finding the right words. It's, you know, how do I even go into this house and, and, and begin to come for this person? It's, it's completely that, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I think, Sinead, when people acknowledge that, and, and then say, you know, but what, so what can I do then about that? How can I, how can I improve that? But, and this, this is why we get a lot of people, you know, uh, sort of approach us for training in this area because maybe the people who would never have thought that suicide would vent, ever entered their lives, you know, mm. they would never have thought, well, I don't work in that area, but yet suicide has touched me or I've been, you know, maybe I've, I've experienced a loss in some shape or form or other and I want to know what to do. And, and I think when people are, 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 can say that, then it's then they, they commonly look for support and they get that support. And I found it, for example, Sinead dealt with a, a group of young men, 20, 20 to 24, and they'd lost a colleague mm-hmm. from their GA club to suicide. And six months later, they, they asked us to support them with, with some training. And after that training, one of the young men said to me, 21 years of age, said to me, you know, he said, I think I can use the skills from this, that I could actually talk to a friend now about if he was going through a hard time, if he was going through a difficult time. And that's really what it's about. That is, and that is the, the essence of your work. I'm going to bring Marion in here because Marion, I think, you know, uh, when I mentioned there at the start, a lot of people, you know, sometimes focus on, on the great work that Pieta House do preventing suicide and, you know, mental health issues generally. But a lot of the work that you're doing is with families that have suffered bereavement from suicide. Isn't that right? That's it, exactly, Sinead, and thanks so much for having me on and giving us the chance to actually let people know about the help and support that is available. Yeah, as you say, most people, I think, are familiar with the brilliant prevention work that PETA do, um, but they also offer bereavement counselling in addition to the service that I'm with. Um, And I suppose that service, just to kind of explain it to you, um, I'm part of a team who provides support to people in the immediate aftermath of a suicide. And that support is um, both emotional, you know, supporting people around the feelings that they're experiencing, the thoughts that they're thinking and generally everything they're going through. But it can also be practical as well. And I guess, you know, some examples of that kind of practical support that we can offer to people would be, you know, maybe something as simple as helping them fill in paperwork. We would yes, of course, maybe, yeah. You know, explain what the role of the guardie is and talk to them about the inquest process, which can be huge trauma and mm. hugely stressful for people. So it's both, um, it's both practical and emotional. And we provide that support to people either on an individual basis, one-to-one, or we can also provide it to a family as an entire group. We will come to you. We will come sit down in your house with you if that's something you're comfortable with or if you prefer, we can meet you in a neutral venue. If you don't want to see us at all, we can do it over the phone or we can do it online. It's that, is, that, 
that that's fantastic and it's completely focused on the family which which is great I'm just conscious of time here and I, I really don't want to rush you but the, the seminar in Louth County Council this is so important uh, that they're organising um, it's happening on October 12th in Crown Plaza Hotel and one of the things that I wanted to kind of explore with this is the language of suicide is extremely important and what kind of way we talk about it and what words we use isn't that right Marion? Yeah, yeah that's right yeah I mean I think there's still an awful lot of fear, as, as Eddie was saying earlier, around talking about suicide. And even I think people are afraid sometimes of using the word itself. Mm. You know, they'll talk about the thing that happened, the tragedy. And they're, they're scared to use the word suicide. And, you know, if you know somebody who has been affected by suicide or bereaved by suicide, yes, yes, it is understandable that you might be, as you said earlier, scared and trying to find the right words but it is much better to reach out to somebody rather than to avoid them these yeah. people are going through such such pain and you know if you could just reach out and if you don't know what to say that's okay just say I don't know what to say and just simply listen Yes, that's it, isn't it? We so often try to fill the gaps of silence with, with words and maybe that's not what re- what's required. Th- this event is happening, as I mentioned there, in the Crown Plaza Hotel. What are you hoping that people take away from the day then? We're hoping that people will come to this event and will realise that there is support there for them. There is help there for them. There are people who really not just are willing, but who really, really want to help people to get through this really incredibly difficult time. And that, I guess, is what we're hoping, you know, to let people know that to make them aware of all the help and all the support services that are available to them so that they don't feel alone. The HSE have brought out a wonderful booklet and the title of the booklet is You Are Not Alone. And it's a wonderful guide for people in helping them to sort of navigate all of the different things that they go through after losing somebody to suicide. It's it's invaluable information, it really is. I want to thank you both so much for coming on the programme and chatting to me. Apologies now because I'm heading towards news. But Eddie and Marion, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so Thank much. you, Shanine. Thanks a million. That event, you can book it. Eventbrite is the place to go. Eventbrite.com. You need to, it's it's pre-register. It's on from 9.30am in the Crown Plaza Hotel. All the details will be on Eventbrite there. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Have a great day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM.